All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to episode 472 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. We are live, and we're going to be talking about prized positions not prized possessions let's be abundantly clear that has nothing to do with it because the pink one is going to be coming into the conversation at some point um straight off top of top of the show you know thank you for joining us live number one number two quick update on mask hysteria proof number two Look at that. Oh, it's, nice. actually, yeah. it's actually trimmed properly. That cover actually looks good. Um, my spreadsheet, which tells me where I'm at with each chapter in terms of writing where mm-hmm. applicable, uh, putting together, tells me I'm 93.88% magically complete. Wow. Wow. You're so, close. Great. Close. I'm, I'm very close. I, I did put a blast nice. out for some assistance in the realms of Australia. Aussies. Thank you. You guys stepped up. Something fierce and got me, got me over that uh, that line, that blocking issue. I need the Germans and the French to also do the same. Mm. Um, yeah, I've got a few a few oh, blocking oh. issues. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> on Germany, we oui. um, there is just not a lot that made it out into my like collection folders or even from the press cuttings and clippings from the band. I do have some of those files, um, plenty of memos. I mean, but I'm, this isn't just a book of just memos because they have to have a purpose in order to be shown. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting from that perspective that they didn't bother as much. There was way more Dutch stuff in the Eric Carr files and the press cuttings from that perspective than there was Germany or France. So regional local newspapers, ticket stubs, you know, that kind of stuff. I translate all that stuff through AI translate and, you know, then turn it into something readable. Uh, with a little bit of editing. So if you've got cuttings from local German newspapers throughout all three sections of the tour, um, they are very much welcomed. And I did go to Kiss Fan Shop. They, they've had some stuff up on their site for you know well over a decade, probably decades now. Um, and yeah. it's really not that useful. Neither is the stuff from all the German mainstream magazines, Rocky Pop Pop, uh, all, all that stuff, uh, Renbaum Express for Austria. You know, it, it's it's just not got the sort of coverage I need locally. So Aussies, thank you. Hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll probably put an update out on that. But I'm I'm really close. And again, the downside to all of this is even in the period of how long have I been working on this? Eighteen months. Print costs have gone up forty percent. So if you bought Magic. And you think that fucker is going to print magic at that price? No way. No freaking way is magic happening. Uh, just what has happened in the last month. All my books on Amazon, a lot of them went into negative with the uh, the print cost increases. Wow. You're muted, thank goodness, Ken. Because um, I saw you grumbling. Yeah, because I was, I was like, what the... <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it's it's that bad now in terms of economics that you know I've had to raise the prices on my books, which are all black and white, and for mask hysteria, which is color. I mean, I, I just dread it. But to think of what um, nice. you know, magic was supposed to be—full color, glossy—none <laughs> of that is feasible mm. now, and I know that for fact because I have my own pricing for similar size product. I mean, um, mask hysteria is 240 pages, all Ooh. color. There, nice. There, you know, there is black and white in that memos are black and white, but in terms of every single page has a color component, whether it's a background, whether it's an element around mm -hmm. the border, uh, in, in terms of someone who is doing it professionally, I'm not even going to say professionally because that's absolute fucking bullshit. Um, you know, someone oh, who was on. trying to, no, someone who was trying to do something on a grander scope. I'm I'm not doing it professionally because I'm I don't have an InDesigner doing this all after the fact because that's just not affordable. The economics aren't there. So there we go. Mark, you got a new t-shirt. What the yeah, hell what's are with you that? wearing today? What is that? <laughs> well, what, have, what have you done? Have you come to the dark side and you're gonna start singing Flaming Youth? Well, okay, I was on Kiss On. Remember, I told you guys that I was on Kiss Online and yeah. that day that they released the Alive 3, and I was saying that I was looking and there was not nothing there, there was nothing there, nothing there, and I got yeah. annoyed and I just decided to buy a shirt. Well, this is the shirt that I bought. This is the Spirit of 76 tour oh, shirt, right? Destroyer tour. Right. He's, he's come over to us. Interesting. He finally got a Bob Benson approved <laughs> t shirt. Marcus Almighty is finally a full member of the Kiss Army. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not fully on board with the album, but I did. I did enjoy the tour. I, I have to admit, I, I do have some of the you know the the shows that leaked uh, from there, like yeah. you know from the from that tour. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. A year so ago. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I I just uh, you know I just decided yeah. to get myself a shirt, and, and it was on sale too at the time, and you know I needed another shirt, and hey. I'll be getting more Kiss shirts, and they're not going to be old Destroyer shirts, so don't don't worry. I mean, hey, I still have a, I have a gold album, thanks to a certain somebody here on this board. Uh, that's a Destroyer, you know, thing as well. So, like I said, I I, I'm, I don't hate Ezrin as a producer, but I do dislike him when he's involved with Kiss. Let's just put it that way. And you did qualify your purchase by saying that it was on sale. Yes. Ken, you bought anything this week? Uh, I received something uh, yesterday. Uh, the Spinning Gold uh, movie. So uh, I'm going to watch it and see how much I'm going to probably rip it apart. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be total accurate or anything. But uh, hopefully it's enjoyable. Yeah, don't else. don't rip it apart on its accuracy. <laughs> or, or yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, you know, um, just trying to enjoy it as a movie that is a love letter from a son to a deceased father. Father, yeah. yeah. You know, just take just take it for that and enjoy some of the soundtrack, uh, or go play the original versions of those songs because again, mm -hmm. spinning uh, spinning gold tries to tell a story. I was actually listening to uh, some interesting Neil Bogart stuff this week, uh, an mm -hmm. interview that he did um, for a magazine article um, and also his appearance on The Tomorrow Show. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he was actually an interesting guy on, on one of the interviews. It sounds like he's just smoking dope all the way through it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, nice. he, no, he, he's choking. 
uh, you know, smoke choking and taking hit. Either that or he was doing bongs. So, uh, it, again, what he did for the music industry is without a doubt um, mm -hmm. worthy, along with all those other great, uh, you know, record industry figures that have not been recognized in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who are so busy falling over themselves to induct rappers. So, yeah. Hmm. Good purchase. I, I look forward to seeing that, and then we'll have to do a show with our thoughts on it. Uh, okay. Once it once it's on streaming, I, I have no intention of spending twenty five dollars on a Blu ray DVD combo. Hmm. No chance. Not when I can buy freaking Aerosmith cassettes. <laughs> oh yeah. And what was that album that you got? That got damaged there in the post. What was that? What, oh was that, Joe God, Perry? that was yeah. That was the new Joe Perry album. I've already got a digital, uh, but it was that good. Um, where you bought the vinyl? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's the Mark II release of Switzerland Manifesto, and he put that out in 2018, and and he's kept four songs and put six new ones on, some of which date back to then, and some of which date back to 2005, and it is really really strong. It's got stuff with uh, the guys from Extreme. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, Black Crows. Nice. Um, David Jah Johansson, Dolls, Terry mm -hmm. Reed, who was nearly Led Zeppelin's lead singer. Um, nice. Crazy. Because you know, Jimmy Page went after him for the New Yardbirds. So it, it is really strong, and there's a shit ton of guitars. Um, so uh, mm -hmm. enough about that. This is a Kiss podcast. I've done what three <laughs> Aerosmith. I've done three Aerosmith podcasts of late, so it's all, all a bit on Aerosmith. on the brain while I try and finish that book as well. So this week, yeah. you know, obviously the the title of this episode is Prize Positions. Mm -hmm. Vinnie Vincent basically posted on his super secret members only Facebook group on May the twenty third. A, a complete love fest about a singer who had apparently worked with him at his most recent event, allegedly <clears throat> purportedly attended by a grand total of six people. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. He was gushing about this singer, Scott Broad. And then two days later, he disavowed um, all knowledge of uh, calling him exactly what he had just said, that he's so proud to be working with him as his singer. And then the next one is, well, we actually haven't appointed a singer to that prized position. Is there any mm. prized position in terms of the Vinnie Vincent realm? Mark, what was your take on all that drama <laughs> and bullshit? Uh, I'm not in the least bit surprised. Uh, I was actually shocked when I read the fa fact that he actually had a singer at first. I was like, whoa, so this is actually going to happen. Uh, for, for a microsecond there, I was like, we're going to actually get new Vinnie Vincent stuff. This is this is like something to like, you know, write in your calendar that there's going to be something coming out, you know. But then sure enough, if there's one thing that Vinnie is consistent with is disappointment. Sometimes like kiss. But uh, the one thing that Vinny tends to always do is get our hopes up and then smash it to pieces. And, you know, I, I don't feel so bad for myself or for, you know, Ken or you or the good listeners of the podcast. I feel bad for the singer because let's not kid ourselves. He probably thought to himself, okay, well, this is a pretty good opportunity. You know, it is Vinnie Vincent. It's not like it's he's playing with Kiss, but still, it's a known name. 
it would have been a known situation. It would have had eyes on it. And maybe it would have been something that he could have, you know, you know, leapfrogged off of into picking up his career and maybe gotten into something better even from it, right? But having it having it given to you and then taken away like that is the absolute worst fucking feeling that can happen. Okay. I've had I've had it happen to me once. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't a very good feeling. And it wasn't in a in a band situation. It was about a record label thing where we were so close mm -hmm. to getting into one record label and at the last minute with a you know for you know they had their own internal office reasons why which is bullshit mm -hmm. but anyways when that kind of shit happens you you it's terrible so uh, my heart goes out to him you know that 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 kind of shit happened and Vinny, you know you're a piece of crap for doing that okay that's that's my message to you yeah just another victim you know what at, at this point i just think it's shame on anyone who has anything to do with this putz because it's just a rinse and repeat of the same old same old every single time oh i've got a few more tweaks to make on this album oh just a few more tweaks it went out to pressing how how long ago and now they're yeah. still they're reposting mm. the same pictures who the fuck do you think you're kidding you know and respect to derek derek took a lot of shit um for everything that went down afterwards with memphis uh you know the graceland thing which you know i've still got that poster framed up on my wall but he did actually manage to bring vinnie vincent back deliver him onto stage you know andy as well for the miami events managed to vinnie you're, you know, if you look back through some of those podcast episodes, managed to make Vinny do what he was supposed to do. But now it just seems to be enabling someone who I, I don't want to dial up Dr. Google and even talk about any of that side of shit, because it's clear the dude has issues and he has my empathy and I wish him serenity and happiness. But I think if anyone's trying to weasel money out of people for ego trips or calling themselves anything connected with this guy, then it's like applying for the captain position on the Titanic after the fucking thing sank. It's like, why do you even want to be associated yeah. with that? What are you getting out of this? What is your personal gain when this guy is just incapable of delivering anything, let alone the truth? Ken, what was your take on it? Yeah, it wasn't at all surprising. Um, I feel sorry for the singer. I really do. Uh, like Mark said, you know, just basically almost being told that I guess you had the had the gig, and then it's you know pulled you know the rugs pulled out from underneath you, uh, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think anyone at this point, if you want to work with Vinnie Vincent, expect to be burned um in one way or another um by him don't i i don't take anything for granted you just cannot with him um and that includes the fans i think too uh it's yeah. just it's just another you know notch or story or what do you want to call it in Vinny's world where you know he promised one promises something and, and then turns around and uh, you know, totally changes the story. Um, I think, um, I don't know, I think he must have some kind of bipolar thing going on, or I don't know what. Uh, it's just really, really strange. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's sad, um, but it's sure I wouldn't want to 
have anything to, you know, do with working with him because of all that's happened in the past. It's just the absolute chutzpah to post a gushing, you know, and, and that is the voice of Vinny who's posting it. It's not like it's some fan posting yeah. it. That is the voice. That is Mr. Asshole Sunglasses himself posting it. And then coming back a couple of days later, well, the position, that prize position, <laughs> fucking prize position. Who are you kidding? <laughs> this this putz hasn't put out any music since Euphoria, the EP. You know, Speedball Jam does not fucking count because that's like a cat vomiting, <laughs> you know, untracked at that. <laughs> You know, so don't don't tell us that he's put out any music since Euphoria because Speedball Jam is not music. You know, yeah, I, bought, I bought the, it. the position was standing straight up, and then and then the next day it was you know bend over. <laughs> take yeah, it. you know it's <laughs> like it's like uh, give me a break. Yeah, so it, it's really sad because Vinny was a talented songwriter in 1982 1983 with the music that he brought to kiss i think he was talented with all systems go and the melodic rock that he was doing with that album there's some good stuff on invasion as well um but other than that what has he done with his life i mean it's like a twisted sister video tell me what do you want to do with your life you it, yeah. It's such a waste of a talent as well, which really bothers me when you think yeah, of some of the nice. unreleased stuff that has circulated over the years. I, I, and now they're not even able to do it at SIR. What, did they get evicted from there? It's like, don't come back. Well, you never know. You know, you pay your bill. With, with, him, with him involved, <laughs> you never know what could have happened or what happened behind the scenes. But, you know, it's it's just crazy that i'm just so how many more chances that bad is this guy gonna get that's that's the thing that i'm curious about i mean mm. you know well if that number of six people attending is accurate then his numbers are rapidly well not rapidly they're they're declining with <laughs> each one slowly. of these events every six months it seems mm. to be you know it, it it's sad mm. You know, I haven't seen him announced as a guest at too many of these uh, Comic Con type things either. Yeah. So, you True. know, that seems to have fallen by the wayside. What? What has he made himself unwelcome there? Um, you know, <laughs> is he making himself unwelcome at Nashville area studios? Um, you know, well, 3, if they're charging five hundred bucks per person and six people show up, that's three thousand bucks. How are you covering your costs of renting a studio? Paying for catering, paying for staff, paying for security, paying for some fucking liability insurance, because I don't want to hold any public events um, without some liability. What are you walking home with? Yeah. <laughs> what What is the fucking point as even a pretend business? Maybe that's yeah. what happened at SIR. Maybe he's like, yeah, I'll be just give me a second. I'm going to go to the car to get my wallet and I'll pay you. And then... He took off, and that was that. Yeah. Screeching tires. Well, like Andy tells the story of you know shouting at Vinny to keep signing because that was in the contract. You know, it, it's like he, he didn't want to sign posters. Vinny, you're signing the posters. I mean, you know, you got you got to love Andy. You're gonna yeah. fucking sign those things. Um, Good on him that he did that. Yeah, but that is what a nightmare I guess he is, and I don't have any firsthand knowledge. 
of any of the stuff. I again, mm-hmm. I bought tickets to the Graceland event. It got canceled. Yeah. I got a refund. Apparently, some people didn't. Um, yeah. And and it's just particularly pathetic. So, spin lick it up. Spin all systems go. Spin euphoria. Whatever floats your boat. Spin treasure, uh, for that matter. <laughs> or, yeah. Hey, I, I like treasure. Innocent yeah. eyes. Come on. That that is just pop perfection. That's really cool stuff, and especially when he was more in a Bexian kind of mode, guitar wise, in terms of his melodic mm-hmm. playing, before he kind of really went all over for the whammy bar, um, and the history and the histrionics, which does have a place in music. I'm not saying it doesn't either. So, sure. should we move on to happier? topics yeah there yes. clearly is no prize position when it comes to anything kiss related yeah. all right today's news was more shows were announced one got unannounced pretty quickly um a couple of shows were also announced in the last week melbourne uh, or not melbourne because they decided they didn't want to see kiss again so the australian show went to sydney hmm. good on you sydney uh 83,000 capacity venue I, I see a guinness world record for the largest venue <laughs> curtain ever made yes curtain off some of the unsold sections of that if if they can pack even two-thirds of that stadium mm-hmm. in sydney mm-hmm. uh which might take some creative ticket pricing that would be mm-hmm. real... seat fillers hey it, it doesn't matter. They're going to have to, they're already papering the house in the UK for next week's tour. I mean, it's about to kick off. Plymouth has been canceled. It was a shit location to begin with. I was going to go. I'm glad I didn't. Cause there's also a fucking strike tomorrow, um, mm. which would have been a nightmare. Another, every, every time I've gone home to England in the last 18 months, there's been a strike. And it's really buggered things up, which is horrendous. Um, they're like two for one, four to one ticket sales for, for UK shows. And they're announcing a stadium in Australia for a one off visit. Ken, they announced Dubai. <laughs> I can't believe it. I know. I, like- I, I knew this was coming and I couldn't say anything. And I'm like, holy okay. shit. They okay. announced another Dubai show. What about I, Haifa? I, what about Tel Aviv? Dubai. I Israel. have to say something though. I, I have to I have to say this. And I know the people watching are thinking the same thing. The nerve to do this, okay? The 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 balls, the absolute gull to go and book a date in Dubai after the complete shit show that was the last time they did that i mean do they have no shame seriously at this point i'm really thinking that do they have no shame at all in this it, i mean i know they're trying to cash out as you say you're cashing out you know now but really i mean are they has all respect for their fan base gone like out the window with these guys now i mean you haven't taken care of things that happened in the first time that dubai happened now you're going to go and book this now I, I, I just I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Well, they, I mean, they are trying to take care of people, and they have been taking care of people, you know, as much as they can, I guess. Um, so that's happening, uh, but it's still, still the whole thing from the start. It shouldn't have taken this long to <clears throat> to to do that. It should have been, you know, they should have been on top of it, you know, real this early. This should be wiped from all memory of KISS fans. The fact that they're booking it again is just taking a Band-Aid and ripping it off now again. It's business. 
Business has no to, to, yeah, but you know the, the, the okay that's 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 their thinking. If it, if a business development board in Dubai offers you X amount of millions of dollars to come out and advertise the show to bring attention to Dubai as a tourist spot, as a concert location in an emerging market in a part of the world where these sorts of bands don't get to very often. Very few bands get to do that area of the world. You know, you'll get the Foos, mm. you'll get the Guns N' Roses, you'll get the Aerosmiths, the Stones. It takes a, a pretty big band to be able to go to these locations. So you have to separate yourself from the emotion of the whole landmark fiasco, which is a completely separate thing, because I haven't seen a pay-per-view and a whole glorified package of trinkets offered. This is strictly a, a, a concert show. But I do think in terms of where it is located, yeah, it is a little bit of a slap in the face of, oh, they're going back there again. But then you just know that tourist board money, you know, Messi's out of contract in, in football. And, you know, a, a big player in that region is Saudi Arabia because of the amount of money that can be offered. And it's already taken Ronaldo out there for hundreds of millions of dollars money speaks money is the language of international business you know and screw integrity because that has nothing to do especially when you're at the end of your career well i don't know i, I on, honestly i i think that maybe just people maybe we just don't think the same when it comes to this i mean i i there's a lot of things that kiss have done that i would never do to my own minuscule fan base that they have no problem doing so maybe they're just bad people in my opinion now the way they are i mean if you if to you if money is your only thing that matters to you which i'm very sure gene simmons thinks like that but if if, if money is the only importance to you man I, I feel sorry for you when it's your time and it's done for you on this planet i'm just gonna leave it at that yeah, but the clock is ticking to the end end of the road. Now they're calling it the final curtain. I mean, God knows how much they're running out of branding <laughs> opportunities here. Um, yeah, it, you know, they, what did they announce today? They announced three shows. Um, let me just fact check myself. They did mm -hmm. uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Crandon International Raceway, which they then pulled back as apparently it was too early to announce that. That's early September. I had to look up where the fuck that is. I'm like, <laughs> Crandon International what? Raceway. Yeah. So I, I, I have no idea on that. And then, of course, you know, the, the two stadiums, well, Coca Cola Stadium in, in mm. Dubai, it's only 17,000. That's, that's nothing. But it, it does beg the question that these shows, why aren't they hitting some of those markets that they have never been to? South Africa was canceled years ago uh, mm. because of the COVID stuff. Gene Simmons, does Gene not have an emotional tug to play in Israel? And, and people have that, played there. Yeah, and that yeah. I know that's going to walk them into a whole bunch of political issues uh, with Palestine. But mm. as as a as a Jew coming home. You know, to play there, I, I would have thought that he would love nothing more than to yeah. kind of come back to his country of origination and say, look at me, I'm an American icon, <laughs> but I come from here. Okay, yeah. unless uh, unless the money's there, I guess there's no emotion. Yeah. So, but well, again, Thailand never, never did anything. Singapore, Singapore mm -hmm. is an emerging market, um, had quite a few yeah. bands going back. Uh, going, you know, Def Leppard. Yeah, hey, look at 
all you need to do is go back and look at the five-year tour that Metallica did when they did the Blackout. Look at all the places they played, okay? Indonesia, all these places that they went and toured, you know, that I'm sure if they could do it, you know, with their management, with Q Prime did back in the day, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, Mr. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's their manager got Doc there. Doc. I'm sure that maybe Doc still has some connections somewhere to to get them into some of these places. Maybe he doesn't, maybe, but I'm sure he probably does. But why why not? You make a great point, Julian. I mean, a lot of these like Metallica played a lot of these places. They played in Singapore. I remember there was like a big brouhaha about you know telling James that he can't spit on stage because that's a finable offense in the country and stuff like that, right? And the, these these places would love to have bands go in there. I mean, there was a great documentary about that, even just in South America, when you're talking about some bands rarely go to some countries like Chile and stuff like that, you know, where they're, they're, they're just dying to have bands go there. So, I mean, if Kiss want to say goodbye finally to all their fans, why not include some of those places? Maybe there aren't enough there to justify it. You know, they're going to go to Dubai. They're going to censor their lyrics. You know, yeah. we're going to get, you know, sacred goats again. <laughs> what? Why don't they just substitute Mr. Blackwell? Same freaking baseline. Uh, in, us, in essence, sacred goats. Thank God. And anything, for, anything for a buck, you know. All right. So yeah. that wasn't met with very positive response, but uh, I guess online, you know, th there's been a lot of uproar about Australia. You know, that they were just there and that now they're going back. But you know what? If they could put the asses in the seats, mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. all fair. Because, again, these are all dates before Madison Square Garden. I will have a big problem with this band if they announce any gigs after Madison Square Garden. They wouldn't. Would they Would they, they really do that? Of course they would. But they might wait for the new year and call Next it. Next year. <laughs> They, they say they have no intention of doing it. I don't believe a thing they say. I, yeah. I, I really don't. I just try and find some enjoyment of what they do say and what they do. I've got three gigs coming up. I'm going to Hollywood Bowl. I'm yes. going to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And then flying back and going to Aerosmith. Um, it, it's mm. You choose your poison. For the people who've all booked travel with Knoxville getting announced... After the fact, they announce batches. They're really, they're really playing us for fools, though. But it's what the business does. They announce little batches. You think they're not coming to your area, so you make all these plans to go and travel. And then some of those things are refundable, and some are not. And then they announce one in, closer to you. Oh, I'm going to go to that one too. And then they get one in your hometown. It's like, why did you announce all this shit at the same time? It's like you're moving the fucking goalposts on us, but you don't have to go to any single one of these shows. It's all a matter of choice, or as Rush would say, Mark. If you have not made a choice, you have still made a choice, right? Yeah, that that's absolutely true, and and, and and then that and that falls back into the fans' lap again, which which you know you have to ask yourself, look your look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself how many times you want to be played a schmuck. I mean, really, I mean, if if, if you know that, the, yeah, exactly, that's exactly Suckers. what I'm thinking. Good hell face there, a half face. I, I agree with you totally because <laughs> if you if you keep falling for that all the time, then you are a sucker. Okay, because 
the, the, these guys have next to pretty much openly admitted that they're just trying to get as much of your money out of your wallet with their fishing hooks there as, as they can before they call it quits. You know, I, I would feel I, I, that would be that would, that would be insulting to me. I don't know. Am I really that different? People, please. In, in in the in the peanut gallery here, please re respond. Am I am I really the only one here that thinks that this is not right? I mean, are are you one of those ones that are going to be like, yeah, I'll 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 buy like six different shows, you know, even though I only plan on going on one because they didn't, you know, tell me about the other ones and then they secretly had them already planned out, you know. I mean, is are you falling for that? Are, do you have no problems with that? Come on, I want to hear this. Yeah. Peanut, peanut gallery is uh still fixated on other parts of the yes know, i can see you know tim says i uh, renewed my kiss army membership months ago still waiting for my t-shirt well yeah i think mm, i renewed mine waiting. as well you'll be waiting oh, um man. i renewed my aerosmith membership and then they did a pre-sale and it was open to everyone so it was like <laughs> what? <Did> I... <laughs> oh, so that's what you get for it yeah. it's like you, you get a pre-sale code but then the pre-sale is it's just all it's all open so i think we're That's crazy i think we are suckers i think we still love this music i mean have you listened to kiss this week i sure as hell have you know in between my halloween rolling stones and you know pink floyd it was a pink floyd heavy day today because i was listening yes. to pulse and uh delicate sound of thunder but i listened to kiss i listened to aerosmith I listen to these bands, so they're still very much a part of my the soundtrack of my life. But it is hard not to think that you're getting played fiercely. Um, and what's been announced this year? You know, the Alive 3? Alive 3 coming. Whoop-de-fucking-do. I mean, I bought the picture disc just because I figured I'd get one uh, to keep someone from flipping it. You know, I'm, I'm going to sell it on at cost. To someone who missed out and hopefully it'll go to someone worthwhile who won't just mm. turn it around and flip it but what the hell else is there mm. it, it's it's a desert this year of things you know we've had a fantastic off the soundboard nothing else is announced that's a shame though, yeah. to be honest hey and yeah. thank you, people that are saying here, I'm with you, Mark. I hear you, Mark. I'm with you. See, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one. Thank you. <laughs> right. But they're, you not, know, they're not saying it like you're a jogger who's fallen over either. They're saying it quite nicely. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it, that, that's a good point, though, Julian. And, uh, and I think that is sort of disappointing that for a while there, it started, started to feel like we were we were on some sort of, like, good momentum with these releases coming out you know the off the soundboards and these reissues or these anniversary releases and now it seems like something just you know like a gate just dropped and everything is suddenly halted now i have to wait for lick it up i think there's gotta be, there'll be something for that yeah we'll, we'll see right so eventually i hope right 40th anniversary yeah one would hope i mean that's an absolutely massive they have um, to you know, 40 years of unmasking, of emerging from, you know, the, the lodestone mm -hmm. that was the makeup with a really vigorously exciting album. Mm -hmm. one, would, one would think there'd be more than some guitar picks and trading cards. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, well, we, we we shall have to wait and see. Uh, you know what? We're supposed to be positive today because we're we're taking a task for being a bunch of negative Nancys the last episode. And we're, oh yeah. <laughs> apparently, we hate Kiss. No, oh, we're, we're no, we are just we have opinions on everything. You know, just like any Kiss fan, we're going to call the good, the bad, um, and and hopefully. You know, some will agree and some will disagree, and that will most be of it's good discourse. You know. Most of it is good. I mean, come it on, is. well, tickets to three shows. I'm flying to fucking New York. You know, exactly. to see Kiss. But you uh, know, having a having a comment that's negative is or or not positive is not exactly a, a bad thing because look at there's nothing worse than a, a group of people that support something just stupidly with no just saying yes to everything yes people as they call them you know yes men you know cool you know just it, bands actually can improve by getting you know criticism levied towards them in a positive way like i don't like this i think you guys could do this blah blah, blah. it's not always in a negative light people who shouldn't shouldn't take it away just agreeing with everything can turn a band very stale and make them do pretty much fuck all as far as development goes so you know <laughs> i i definitely think that you know some comments in that light are, are needed sometimes yeah absolutely you know, it'd be funny if they re if they recorded Dubai and released it as an off the soundboard. <laughs> I thought we said that one. Time too, right? That would be an insult. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we we do have some other uh, to yeah. other topics from the board yes. this week that are worthy of uh, getting into. Mark, what are five Kiss songs that you think are worthy of more attention? And they all have to come off Destroyer. Hmm. Oh, I that, that, <laughs> none of them would be off a destroyer, to be honest. Mm. But I do have my list of five. Do you want me to tell you all five of them? Five yeah, yeah. Give us, give us, give us your five, <clears throat> and uh, everyone who's out there on the chat, you know, what are the five songs that you think are worthy of more attention? Okay, so number five. I didn't really have them in numerical order, but I guess I could keep them in this way. It would make sense to me. Uh, number five, tomorrow from Unmasked. I've always thought that that song is a great, great song, and I don't mm -hmm. think that it gets talked about nearly as much as it should have in the grand scheme of things. Maybe on here, yeah, we talk about it and say stuff, but I think it, within the KISS community, many people don't even know Unmasked even exists, to be quite honest with you. you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's one song that definitely could have uh, gotten a lot more legs if people you know, knew about it, if it was talked about more. Well, hold, uh, number hold, hold your thought there, because tomorrow i agree absolutely fantastic i, I think people mm -hmm. should love that song more i was translating a german interview yesterday mm -hmm. and paul was talking about vinnie poncia as a producer yeah and was saying that he wasn't really a producer he was polishing the songs that was his responsibility more and that's 1980 paul talking you know rather mm. than anything revisionist ken tomorrow you think that's a good lost song yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, yeah, I, I guess so. It was, it should have been a single, you know, it's, it's that good. So, uh, I think it was it's a single. Not, it was a single. Was it a single? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It didn't chart. I missed that. Oh, but it didn't chart. That's probably why I'm thinking that. But, uh, yeah, um, it should have been the first single, right? Um, instead of Shandy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the, better songs that should be acknowledged um if if you know a 
casual kind of fan only knows the you know the shout out louds and other stuff you, know, you can turn them on to tomorrow and like hey you know th- listen to this one you know this is a great you know pop rock you know song catchy stuff so all right mark continue okay uh <laughs> number four uh now this will be no surprise to most people but again i have my reason for it number four Read i put my body no <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely with, that's on the list with tone lock yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Look. Right. yeah. Uh, number four is Turn On The Night from Crazy Nights. Uh, I've said it before. This sure. is one of those songs that uh, the first time I heard it, and like I said, it was, I was in California in a convertible car at night, and I thought it was the most perfect soundtrack to my entering California that I ever heard. And I thought that, you know, that song always hit me here whenever I hear it now. And, you know, look, when people talk about Crazy Nights, they talk about the, the title track. They talk about Reason to Live. And maybe for not the right reasons, they talk about no, 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 and stuff like that, right? So, uh, but I think this song definitely deserves a bit more eyes on it. You know, they did make a video for it, but I don't even think that people are too aware of that either. I'm, I'm not maybe diehard fans, but I'm talking about the people in general, you know, that, that you know, are maybe casual Kiss fans. I would say that that's one that needs attention. Uh, want me to go to the next one or do you have a comment to that? Can comment? No, I think it's a good pick. Okay. Number three uh, comes off of a record that I love and very much adore, which is Dynasty, and that's Magic Touch. Magic Touch is a song Mm. that I was shocked that they never played when they toured Dynasty because I think it's a great song. It's definitely... Yeah, there we go. Magic Touch is one that definitely could have did much more if it was more talked about if it was more you know presented much more if they were if they toured and played it you know when you tour and play a song that's when the general public people start going hmm this is, what is this i never heard this song before and then they, they seek it out it's happened to me lots of times when i went to live concerts i heard something i was like wow this is a really good song what's this and it's either what i i know this song but it sounds so much better live or it's a song i've never heard from another record so it's it's you know playing stuff live helps okay number 2 Watching You. I've always thought that Watching You is a really, really strong song. But, you know, again, it's one of those songs that kind of flies under the radar. You know, when they did the reunion, I was surprised that they did Watching You. Uh, And to to me, I'm not saying that it was, you know, crickets when they played it, but compared to some of the other songs on the list that they played during that thing, I think that was one of the songs that people were kind of like, "Eh," you know, even when you watch the Destroyer tour, the Black and White tour, when they do Watching You, it's not like the most reacted to song which is a shame because it's technically really good. The riff in that song is fantastic. That whole thing, even the solo parts, fantastic. You know, So I definitely think that Watching You is one that needs more attention. And my number one pick will be no surprise, and I'm sure Julian will applaud it as well, being that he's a fellow Asylum fan with me. Uh, I'm going to say that King of the Mountain, one of the best opening tracks on an album ever. And... Again, it's not talked about because you talk about the, the singles off that album, you know. You know, well, actually, people don't talk about Asylum much. Yeah, exactly. But what they do, they talk about Tears Are Falling, you know, uh, All Night and all those, you know, Who Wants to Be Lonely. Now, those are all great songs, of course. But I think King of the Mountain, you know, displays Eric Carr's fantastic drumming ability. It shows, you know, Bruce Kulick as a fantastic lead guitar player. 
and it's a good written song and it has some fantastic Paul Stanley singing in it. So uh, again, a shame that more people don't know this song. So th those are my five that definitely need more attention. All right, Ken, did any of those cross over to ones that you would mention or are all of yours going to be Gene songs? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done any homework, so I'm gonna. I'm doing this off the cuff. Good. Uh, Same with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's go. I, no, I agree with. Watching you is a all, great pick, by the way. All yeah, yeah. I was surprised you picked uh, Gene. So, yeah. um, right, but, come on. Uh, <laughs> good song is a good song. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. Let's see. I, I'm going to go through some, try to pick some right now. Uh, one I'm going to pick yeah. is uh, one I'm going to pick. It's kind of a song that like, I don't, I didn't like it when I first heard it, but I like it a whole lot better now uh, these days. And that's Baby Driver. I just like that song a lot. Ooh. I think it's a cool song. Didn't I like it. Hmm. Huh? I didn't yeah, see that coming. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? Mm. Peter Chris song. Um, but I, I, I really do like that song. I think it's really, really didn't Gene sing the demo of that? On that. Yes, you that's right. You there did you go. Kind of uh interesting <laughs> demo, that one. So that's one of them. Uh I'm also gonna pick um let's see, uh Almost Human. I, I really love that song, you I think it's do. the atmosphere. It props up on so many of your lists. <laughs> well, I like it. That's cool. It's 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 unique kind of song. Um, I like the riff in it. I like the the whole mood of it and everything. Um, it's just you know kind of cool. So that's another one. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, I'm gonna agree with uh, Mark on Magic Touch. I think that's a, a real real great one um to pick uh, a really good one um and also from there oh not from that one but uh i will go you know obviously it's naked city i mean come on it's just a fantastic best gene song uh of that era you know the 1979 1980 and then uh i'm only going to go as far as and uh, I love Under the Rose. I, I just love the riff of that. Um, sure, it's it's way different. It's all, you know, the big vocal thing going on in it. And, but I just love the riff. And uh, I, I like that song. You know, Eric Carr helped with Gene and whoever else wrote on that one. But uh, really, really cool song. Um, I would have picked maybe I, you know, because I think it's, it's just kind of an anthem that's just overlooked. It's a great anthem that's overlooked. So that's another one. That's so. true. Anyway, I don't know how many I picked. So I, I just rambled off some real quick. Yeah. And so I haven't done any homework either, but I, I see a lot of great comments from you guys who are tuned in to join us live. You know, some, some great picks. Um, so what am I going to plagiarize here? Um, no, no, one one that immediately comes to mind is Charisma. Hmm. Which oh, yeah. is a song you can dance to. Um, but mm -hmm. I don't dance anymore than I play <laughs> basketball. Uh -uh. So, no, it, it's got a great kind of, you know, it's got that hint of disco in it. 
but it's also got those roots back in Rainbow Wicked Lester era. And it's got, a, again, a good vocal, and you pick Naked City. And some of Gene's vocals on on Mask are actually really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he does sing Naked City very, very well, as he mm -hmm. does She's a European. Unfortunately, that one's let down by some of his cornball, um, you know, subject yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the the lyrics let it down, but the, he sings those lyrics. Good song. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else would I pick? Well, you've already picked tomorrow. You've already picked, you know, turn on the night. I, I'm going to take you up on that extra song. I, I mm -hmm. is the anthem that never was or could be, mm -hmm. and even outside of the context of how it's framed within the elder story or mystery um, as it may well be better called is uh, it's a really positive anthem but it's also out of time you know mm. if it had been a few years earlier kiss might have gotten away with that sort of thing but in the 80s right. when you had motley crew and the deaf leopards and the judas priests iron maidens you're just rebels not gonna... it, it, dangerous it, it's yeah. just a culture clash in terms yeah, of where yeah. it's positioned at that time. So it's unfortunate. Um, AB. Yeah. Talk to me. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. All yeah. I want is a little conversation. Talk to <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love yeah. to pick that, but I can't. So larger than life, I will pick. Oh, yeah. Nah, that's a good song. Absolutely. But is that really one that needs more attention, or does it already have all that attention? I don't I don't know. That's the, that's you know, the difficult part. The thing is, yeah, the thing is being a super Kiss fans like we all are, you know, I, it's hard to pick a song that needs more attention um, because we, we know them all so well. We've listened to them, you know, millions of times and, and so on. So it's, it's really hard to, yeah, ex Exciter, uh, like right. Adam. Great song. I mean, yeah. that's that's one of the you talked about. You know, King of the Mountain is Exciter is one of the greatest. Uh, yeah, that's you know, that that whole of run time. of opening songs that they put. On they did. The yeah, they're on a streak there. Yeah, yeah. from from Creatures um, to Exciter to I've yeah. had enough. Yeah, to King yeah. of the Mountain and mm -hmm. then the next one. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> Crazy Nights is all right. <laughs> I think for my Not final quite one, the same, it's yeah. going to be a song that I really enjoyed in Singapore, mm. in in my prison cell in Southeast Asia, <laughs> and it's rise to it. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that gets enough love. It's yeah, it's a bit Good of a one. Cinderella clone, but it's also a fun song. Needs better production, better mm -hmm. recording. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but but it is a, a very cool song for my taste. All right, let's go into one of these other topics. Mm -hmm. um, well, since I've left us in the unmasked years, what is your favorite look that the band, and it's got to be the band, not an individual, <clears throat> no cut and pasting, oh. favorite, favorite band e look from the unmasked era, Mark? E easily, easily revenge. Asylum. <laughs> well, as, as, while, while Asylum is my favorite Unmasked album, uh, I think the best look that they had was definitely Revenge. I mean, I remember when I saw 
the 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 photo of them when I when we got the CD, me and my friend Ted there, we went to his house and listened to it. We were like, wow, like I mean, the leather trench coats and they were all in black. And Gene, you know, grew in the the beard and stuff like that and the stash. So he started to look a little bit more Gene-ish, like demon-ish looking. Uh, that look really suited them. Whereas you know, there was some you know other eras where they. Some of them looked okay, and some of them looked not so good. I mean, the Crazy Nights comes to mind. I mean, Bruce didn't look too bad. He looked like a nuclear technician at one point with some of those things that he had, all those nuclear things on him. Uh, and then Gene looked horrendous in, uh, on Asylum, unfortunately. And those colors were just blinding on some of those out outfits, you know. But, you know, Lick It Up, they had the kind of the weird nuclear fallout sort of look that they had then. But I, yeah. I, I definitely think that they looked the best on Revent, and they, the more importantly, I think they look the most comfortable in that look. All right, Ken. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of difficult. Um, I kind of go with <laughs> between the <laughs> be, between the um, uh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Revenge and uh, Hot in the Shade. Um, I do like the Hot in the Shade um, look. For them more just you know street wise kind of you know regular but uh it's they're not <clears throat> you know dangerous in in any way i think they had more of a you know dangerous type look which is more like you know what kiss should be uh for revenge so i'm gonna say i mean they didn't need all the leather jackets and all that kind of stuff but on stage, they looked good for revenge. I think that was a good look for them. So I'll, I'll go with revenge, just over a little bit over uh, hot, hot, you know, hot in the shade. Yeah. So hot in the shade for me doesn't have a unity. You know, the, again, they're all doing their same. No, thing, yeah, that's but, true. But in a different way, just like they've done with Crazy Nights, where you have Bruce in a suit, you've got um, Eric, right. who's always wearing that army surplus jacket at that time <laughs> yeah. you got Paul right. with, knee, with knee pads marty mcfly uh trainers or sneakers um right. and, and a halter top you know <laughs> so completely whack and then you have gene yeah. yeah um it i i think it's too easy to say revenge because that's a very safe thing carnival souls also yes, very sir. safe because there was no look. You only have that one picture of them in basically street clothes yeah, um, in the studio. Um, I do actually like the lick it up look. You know, even with, with Vinny's atrocious, you know, ripped ripped T-shirts, um, Gene was a little bit safer. You know, just leather pants or leather trousers and a, and a shirt. You know, it's just kind of rock and roll. Um Nothing swashbuckler. Yeah, you know, the only thing. The, some of the boots were recycled from the elder. Yeah, the only thing wrong that why I didn't pick look it up is because on stage they were wearing the you know the blush on their cheeks and and some you know the makeup around the eyes kind of thing, uh, which really I don't think they needed to do that. They didn't need that. <clears throat> Just you know keep it be natural on that one. It would have looked a little bit better. Uh, I would have picked it. You know. Yeah, come on, Paul in a nice jacket, you know, just off to the office to rock and roll all night, uh, <laughs> you know, and and the mannequin, of course. 
Yeah. All right. So I think we've got time for, for one more of these kind of bore topics. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. Your last 100% album. That is the last album where you think that there is no filler and it's all killer. Mm. A completely solid Kiss album. A completely Mark, solid Mark's slab destroyer. Of, of rock and roll. Mm. Mark, no what do you filler. got? What's all, all what's all killer, no filler? Well, th that's really tough, actually. I mean, of all the things I did my homework on, that's the one thing that I kind of like skipped over because I thought that is there you know, it, like it would that? it would it would come to me quickly and quite frankly I I don't I don't know that it would come to me quite quickly because I think about it rock and roll over which is my favorite album I can't say that there's no filler on that to me well, I, what are you gonna call filler on there I'm not too big on love them leave them to be quite honest you know mm. it's it's not exactly the greatest song on there so, and that's my dog snoring. If you're you're hearing that, yeah, too. I was wondering what the hell is, is Shadow having a dream? He, yeah, he's 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 deep in sleep. His uh, headphones on, listening to Destroyer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean that that I don't know if there's honestly, guys, and is this controversial to say this? But I don't think there is a Kiss album that has no filler on it. I think every album has filler on it. There is no, there is no album in the Kiss catalog that has no filler on it. Absolutely not, in my opinion. It goes back to the first record. You know, you, you can't say that "Love Theme" from Kiss is not filler. Okay, you know, and, and uh, "Hotter Than Hell." There's definitely filler on there. Okay, Such all the ways filler. You know that, that yeah for sure that's that's I love the song but that's definitely filler and same with you know coming home or mainline that's not that's filler too you know mm -hmm. Drastic Hill is a good album but there there's filler there too you know uh, Destroyer is completely filler you know and then you got uh, <laughs> then you got the Rock and Roll Over which has maybe one or two filler uh, Destroyer is all filler dude come on I get the feeling this topic is just a setup this studio album. <laughs> This, this this is come on great expectations is, is horrendous okay terrible song uh love gun is okay but that has filler as well you know almost human is like that god love for sales filler you know <laughs> you know the, there, there's, there's not one album on in this whole catalog that's not filler i mean the the, the scary thing for me i think so hmm. far when i think about it the only albums I have maybe one or two filler on it is maybe Rock and Roll Over and Dynasty. And that's it. Wow. Hmm. I'm just, oh, I'm, just, I'm yeah. speechless. Ken. <sighs> Save us. <laughs> Voice of reason. Yeah. I mean, I want to pick, um, you know, Rock and Roll Over, but. Mark put you off? It's either that or. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> Mark's fault. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go, and I talked about this album last week that I've been listening to it a lot, and I'm not skipping it. So I'm not skipping songs or anything. Uh, so I'm gonna pick "Lick It Up." That's gonna be my album. I know a lot of people don't like the Gene stuff at the end, but I like that stuff. So that's my album for. No filler. Maybe rock and roll over too. Uh, maybe 
I don't know what else. Um, On the eighth day, God created <laughs> cheesy songs. Cheesy song, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, I'll go and look it up for now. That's not a bad pick. Creature, like you, you say creatures possibly too. I think. I'm curious Around to see what Julian era, picks. You know, because there's no wrong answer. You know, what is the last 100% album that you love from start to finish? There is no way that you can break it down and say that Mark is wrong or Ken is wrong or anyone in our audience who's chimed in with theirs is wrong. Yeah. Mine is a completely emotional pick of what is the last 100% album. And it's the album that gave me the greatest pleasure. And it's my first album. It's asylum for me yeah. because yeah. that one brings me so much joy listening to it that I won't skip a song, that I don't have a bad opinion of any song, that there's nothing wrong with that album, that it is absolute mm -hmm. perfection to me because it is my first Kiss album. It is yeah. the album that I bought right after, you know, really discovering the band, you know, and the last perfect album can be crazy nights for someone who entered at that point or monster or sonic boom. There is no wrong answer to any question when you're asking people about their tastes or their opinions. And that's the important thing to always remember. Um, yeah. Lick it up. Yeah. I agree with Ken. That's a pretty damn good album. Um, now for me, it's a nine out of 10 album. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. Um, close. But that doesn't make Ken wrong. Yeah. You know, same, same. I'm, I'm actually with Mark with Love Theme. Love Theme's garbage. You know, go look at Love Gun. Um, then She Kissed Me. Garbage. Tomorrow and Tonight. It's fun and it's catchy, but it's contrived. But someone else is going to say, no, that's a, that's a life-changing song for me that means something. Mm -hmm. So, But I mean, but the thing is, though, if, if we're talking about albums that we feel are hundred percent because we can, we listen to them from beginning to end. That's a little mm -hmm. bit different than asking if the record has filler or not. Right. Well, because we could still well, love what, the record what, and listen what to What is it. filler? Well, a song that Maybe. we think that's just, that's just it, not it's, a good it's song. Substand it's a substandard song that is thrown on an album in order to make up the running time. Yeah. Or, but I mean, I still, I, I love Asylum I and, and I won't skip anything on that, even though I think there's filler on that. But so, and if you were to approach it from that from that opinion, I would maybe have said Asylum as well because I, I never skip a single song on that album ever. Yeah, it should have been really would have been better. Is what song would you take off of a studio album that you think is then, perfect? That, that to make it then a that perfect album, and like you said, Love Theme from Kiss. Yeah, that could that have made off. the first album perfect. First album is, you know, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so things like that, you know, take off a song from each from an album to make it. You know, it's almost like that topic where they said pick one song from th one song from three yeah. records you don't like. Right? Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Which we didn't get to, but there we are. Mm -hmm. We're <laughs> at the point where I like to then go and get my dinner. So you know, we, we, we've touched on a whole bunch of stuff today. Vinnie Vincent, WTF? You know. <laughs> Shame on you, Vinny, for doing that to Scott. That is just uncool. You know, that is the one commandment that I try and abide by. Don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. That's number 11, right? Hey, it, it applies to killing people <laughs> and adultering. Don't be a dick. There you you go. know, it, it, it covers every eventuality in life that you may encounter. 
be cool. Don't be a dick. What about the rest of the topics? Um, again, that last one is very open to interpretation of what album you think is all killer, no filler, the last perfect Kiss album. You know, the last perfect Kiss album it can be anything you want it to be. And the rest of the topics, you know, what do you think about all these shows continuing to drip out here and there? You going to go? Um, does it change your opinion of things? How many of you like Mark's new t-shirt and think he should have to wear that every week now until it falls apart? Um, should, should I order him some extras to make sure he's always got a fresh destroyer shirt? Um, I, I think we should. Or a blanket, a blanket too. All right. For everyone who's managed to join us live today in the chat, uh, thank you for your comments. Thank you for watching us. And for now, that is it. So from Ken, Mark, and myself, we shall see you next time. Be well and take care. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.